2: Feeling about this.
0: Welcome to episode 413, of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Wood. I got there, buddy. You heard it. There was a little bit of a We start, made it. But I got there. Um, yeah. Buddy, we're in Star Wars season. We got new Star Wars to talk about. I was about to say, we got Star Wars to talk about. Mm-hmm. Potentially the last Star Wars of the year, uh, depending on how oh, things that's go. that's kind of sad. You know? Um, yeah. So, of course, we're going to be talking about the um, first two parts, the first two chapters of Ahsoka. Part one, Master and Apprentice, and part two, Toil and Trouble. Um, And, yeah, I think we got a lot to talk about as far as these are concerned. I do, too. Before we jump into all of that, for all your Blue Harvest needs, go to blueharvest.rocks or myweirdfoot.com. You'll find all of the relevant links. You can find our, you know, our Public store, uh, links to all our social medias, including our, the Twitch channel where I've been streaming. I'll be streaming tomorrow, the 25th and the 26th of this month. Um, so come by and hang out. I'll be playing a little Armored Core, which comes out uh, probably around the time Will and I uh, wrap up and, you know, get this episode all scheduled. So if you ever wonder, I oh, wonder what Halls does as soon as he finishes recording. Well, you know what I'm going to be doing? I'm going to be playing Armored Core. Uh, You'll also find links to our Patreon, where if you really enjoy the show and you want to support us for as little as $3 a month, you can get access to our exclusive bonus episode feed. Um, I just wrapped up rewatching all of Rebels and reacting to the episodes, and of course I put an immediate reaction to the first two episodes of Ahsoka. That's, That's what's been going over... Going on over at patreon.com slash Blue Harvest Podcast and a big ol' cash on a turkey neck. To our patrons, you guys are the best. Yeah, you are. Buddy, how's your week been?
1: Um, it's been alright. Okay. My wife's had the last couple of days off, so it was nice.
0: Mm-hmm. hmm
1: But uh tonight she goes back to work working nights for like a month. Oof. So it's just the first day on a journey. Right.
0: Um, Well, right on. So, I don't think I have anything too exciting to report. What the fuck do I got to report? Nothing, bro. Nothing. You know what I've been doing, Will? Fucking hanging out at my house w- with the cats and my dog. That's what I've been doing.
1: Yeah. We played some pretty good Fall Guys yesterday. Ooh, we did have a good time on Fall Guys. They have a- and the day before, we did... we played Fortnite and finished three in a row that were number twos like so close
0: to the number one we've been on fire on the fork knife lately and you know what so this does kind of tie into the so the rumors are because the new Fortnite chapter starts either tomorrow or saturday i'm not sure when either Mm -hmm. the 25th or the 26th um and rumors are that ahsoka is part of the next chapter pass or whatever i don't know if that's true or not um but it would make sense. Um, you know, they love doing a damn Star Wars crossover there at Fork Knife. Right. They sure do. Um, They're good at it. So, Buddy, what would you think of the first two episodes of Ahsoka?
1: Dude, I loved them. I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought it was great. I'm impressed with... Uh, the portrayal of Ahsoka I'm impressed with um Hera Syndulla, okay. and um and the villains are really good. Oh. uh you mentioned it to me before but Ray Stevenson really
0: <laughs> really the eats up you yeah, know like dude. all the
1: oxygen leaves he's intense he's great his delivery is on point his his you know his I don't know. He's just on it. He's on point. He's good. Yeah.
0: M- one, I mean, I really enjoyed both episodes. I do think, I mean, there are some things here and there that I'll definitely bring up that uh, I think are weird choices or whatnot. Right. But overall, I've really enjoyed it. And man, it's got a fucking samurai vibe from <laughs> like mm-hmm. from the moment it starts. So, you know, that's that definitely hits for me. Uh, right. but yeah, Ray Stevenson as Balin is a standout. Immediately a standout when he shows up. And every single scene he's in is just like perfect.
1: <laughs> like And man. it's crazy because now I want to know what his Jedi life was like. Oh, right. Like well, I'm so curious Vulcan about this Balin character. Strap
0: in, buddy, because you know there's like a, a book or a Marvel comic or something. Something is you know they can't help but be like how do we explain this and make a little cheddar cheese on top of it? You know, they're Right. We will know about Balin's Jedi life before too, too long. If I had to guess. Um, but yeah, he's certainly a standout. Um, so I'm, since we, they did two episodes at once, I'm fine with us just sort of bouncing around. We don't have to keep it set and keep it or whatever. Right.
1: Right, because they're basically one long episode.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, But I did want to say, you know, the first episode directed by Dave Filoni and the second episode directed by Steph Green. Um, The entire series written by Dave Filoni. Now, listen, Mm -hmm. I love Dave Filoni. I don't think it would have been necessarily the worst thing to have, like, maybe a couple other people bouncing around some, you know, ideas. I think the core concept of what we're doing in this show is very
1: fascinating and strong. Sometimes, and it has Dave Filoni's stamp on it from the beginning. Oh, boy. These are oh all boy. characters that yeah. he's created. Like. Now, <laughs>
0: I'll say this, man. I am very glad that I just wrapped up a Rebels rewatch, right? Because yeah. uh, this show leans on Rebels really hard, and I... I haven't had a lot of interaction yet with folks that have watched it that didn't see Rebels. I talked to Steve mm-hmm. today. He and uh, Cindy watched the first episode, and he had a couple questions, and you know, I gave him some some context. But man, this so far of all the Star Wars shows, I feel like this one leans on, you know, story. Story elements from another medium, meaning animation, the most. And mm-hmm. like for us that are, like even you, Will, who hasn't seen Rebels recently, right? You know right. enough of the context to know what's up. And you know what well, I mean?
1: I was going to say, I count myself as someone who, you know, you could check the box of haven't seen rebels going into this right now i have seen rebels but it's been so long right like I, I, I feel like i could count myself amongst those and i'm having no trouble keeping up with the characters or who they are like i didn't know the easter egg of clancy brown's character being the same one i did not recognize clancy brown of course handsome motherfucker bro but um i gotta can i can i stop just for a second right and say
0: when i was doing my rebels rewatch on patreon i was like oh i hope they do Ryder azadi in ahsoka and i hope it's clancy brown got him Shit, yeah show enough show,
1: show enough enough is. got him
0: show did that goat show did um yeah man i i was very
1: stoked to see his little cameo um me too really well done love that man yeah man. love the kurgan
0: and that dude, he loves being in some Star Wars, because you know he was also Savage Press. He's the big alien guy in the the prison ship episode from the. That's first what season I was gonna say. He's the big yeah,
1: whatever the demon horned alien thing is. That was him. He's I don't a, know what that species is called, but yeah, he says, "Man, I tell you what, Star
0: Wars needs me. I'm there." Good on you, Clancy. And a man that
1: is not a <laughs> stranger to sci-fi syndication.
0: No, you were talking about this too. We were talking about yeah, this last night. Yeah, we were talking about night. this yesterday. What
1: the man is uh the man is well versed in science fiction syndication acting. What what was, was the
0: show he was in that you were telling me about?
1: Earth 2? Earth 2. On yep. science, sci-fi channel Earth 2. Yep. Um I just remember being invested in that as a kid and it being kind of intense for a kid but like also very good, very well written, I guess, you, and well acted. We were talking about it cuz there was, there when Earth
0: Two was airing, it was also the time that there was a show on Fox airing called Space Above and Beyond, that uh-huh. was kind of like Top Gun in space, right? It was about oh wow fighter or star or starfighter pilots, yeah. and you know, two brand spanking new sci-fi uh, sci-fi themed episodes coming out around this or shows coming around the same time. Paul's Burkhart and The Mustache of Knowledge, Richard Burkhart, were very excited for those two shows, let me tell you. Oh, my goodness. My dad ended up liking Earth 2 a little better, and I ended up liking Space Above and Beyond a little better. Space Above and Beyond only lasted one season. (laughs) I think Earth 2, I think they got at least a couple of seasons out of Earth 2. Um, But, uh, so yeah, I was real stoked to see Clancy Brown now. I was telling you as well, (laughs) So, you know, when, um, when they're having the celebration on Lethal, right. And Mm -hmm. Sabine doesn't show up and Clancy Brown's like, Hey, uh, while we're waiting on Sabine, let's hear from Senator Jai. Jai is a very ancillary character in rebels, a character who like on my rewatch, I was like, I'm tired of Jai. I brought it up several (laughs) times on the rewatch, like enough with the Jai. I don't know about this Jai kid. Like Jai, so there's an episode in the first season where Ezra infiltrates an Imperial Academy. And one of the kids he gets out, with, or the kid he gets out with is Jai. And then Jai shows back up in the very last season. And he's kind of like a position filler. Meaning like, oh shit, we need somebody in this scene to shoot a turret. Now let's just throw Jai in there,
1: right? somebody's looking at the list of characters in the show jai's jai
0: got him jai
1: everybody jai he's the one i haven't seen this guy in a while Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. easy to draw human nothing crazy
0: yeah uh so
1: um
0: when they were like senator jai i was like oh wow look at you guys
1: i love how clancy brown's character just like threw him right under the bus Mm -hmm. he's like get out there and stall for me i also gotta say buddy so right after that,
0: it, it transitions into the scene of Sabine running. Like, mm-hmm. not running, but like riding her motorcycle real fast down the empty-ass highway. That yep. highway on Lothal, always empty. And in, yep. in Rebels, empty. You might see an Imperial troop transport every now and then, but damn, no traffic in Lothal.
1: Um, I mean, honestly, you know, I can imagine in a society with aircraft, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's got a ship you know how how much land traffic really is there going to be with a speeder Right. A speeder bike um but those two
0: ships the the ships that Clancy Brown uh sends to chase down Sabine those are fucking e-wings bro those are
1: e-wings yeah. that's an e-wing
0: that is an e-wing bro patrick e-wing thanks steve patrick e-wing. i got to shout i got to shout out steve for that joke cuz he that's a, i can't even try to take it I said, I'm going to Venmo that's you five UConn bucks. For right that. There. Yeah, Patrick E-Wing. Um, for people that don't know, don't know, Patrick E, or Patrick E-Wing, fuck. Patrick E-Wing? <laughs> the E-Wings in Star Wars are 100% the realm of, like, the old EU stuff, the extended oh, wow. universe. Like, the first time they show up, I believe, is in the Dark Empire comics. And okay. I, as a kid, I loved them. Because yeah i was like fuck yeah after the war they were like well we got to cut we got all this time let's come up with some new ships have we done an e-wing yet no let's do it man i was excited (laughs) also thought the their pilot helmets were real cool looking like they were very bright did you notice that i did notice that yeah Um, yeah i did what do you think about the opening like with its its little take on the star wars
1: crawl I liked it. It was very intense.
0: I'll be honest; it got Um, me kind of. It may have been a little
1: quick. I don't know if I was just. I had to rewind it and Mm -hmm. watch it. Keep reading. It was faster than I was expecting. I Mm guess. Um. Yeah, man. I mean, the the music in this joint is super good. Sets the tone incredibly well. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I gotta say, especially in that
1: crawl, you know,
0: like Kevin Kiner, who did you know Clone Wars and Rebels and Re- I think Resistance Bad Batch? He's like the Star Wars animation composer. He's who did this music and like, mm. well done, dude. Like, some of his stuff in Rebels is
1: incredible, very, very strong.
0: Same thing, with I don't Ever- know
1: whose theme it is Sabine's or Ahsoka's, but one of them sounds almost exactly. There's a part of it that's almost exactly like Leia's theme. Like it kicks in and you're like, Oh, this is gonna be Leia's theme, but no, Sabine's. it's somebody's. Is it Sabine's theme? I okay. think
0: it's Sabine's theme and I think it's the one they introduce in like the third season of Rebels. I'm not sure. You'd have to talk to somebody that knows the Rebels soundtrack. Sal Paralis. Can you let us know, buddy? Can you text me I just and be know like, you dumb I... bastard. It's not a schooner, it's a sailboat
1: when i was watching it i heard that lick several times and i was like god that sounds a lot like leia's theme Mm -hmm.
0: um yeah i like the the crawl the opening like was it on the nose sort of doing the big ship opening like a new hope absolutely but i loved it i loved seeing the
1: um new that's something it's hard not to i can imagine Mm -hmm. when you're Mm -hmm. like a showrunner or a director like
0: I will say this: Like, what is it about beating the empire that the New Republic's like? Oh shit, guys, we need to, we need like
1: new uniforms and stuff, and they need to be very bright. <laughs> well, I that I thought those were retro uniforms. I thought the the blue with the white pants. I thought that came from A New Hope.
0: No, well, l- like if you look at the, and the um, white helmet, if you look at those soldiers, right? Um, hold on, Rebel soldier. They New got the Hope. big
1: shell helmet.
0: Yeah, the helmet's the same, but
1: those. I thought the white.
0: Look, it's way more muted. And leather boots. It's uh, it's way more muted in a New Hope when you see oh. these Jokers here. I'll show you. Look at them. You see what I mean? That's from You're a not New screen Hope.
1: Sh- okay, hold on.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, I see it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and then in Ahsoka, yes. those guys are like bright blue. Okay, yeah, you know? they are. Um, but, I mean, not the biggest deal. I just think it's funny that they beat the Empire, and they're like, oh, we're going to get... We are going to style Hot Girl Summer.
1: If I had to guess, also, it may have to do with, like, Imperial reintegration. Like, having everyone wear specific colors for their job or position uh, within a hierarchy is very helpful. Like, you see that kind of stuff on the Starship Enterprise. You know, oh, engineering is right. one yeah. color, yeah. command is another color, science is another... Um, I wonder if, I doubt that has anything to do with it, but if you want to write it in there like that, you probably could. Yeah, and um, uh,
0: so, you know, we're we're getting into this, and for all intents and purposes, it's a sequel to Rebels, right? It's continuing the story from Rebels. Um, You know, obviously, if you're someone who's watched Rebels and you like Rebels, this is awesome. I am interested to see how it works. As the series goes on for more casual fans or fans that just aren't like, hey man, I don't know about watching Star Wars Rebels. I like, you know, I'll watch the movies. I'll watch mm-hmm. Baby Yoda, you know. But Do I really want to devote that time? Right now, two episodes in, you know, you can be like, oh, it's so mysterious. I wonder what they're going to reveal later in the season. That's a lot to try and catch people up on. It's very interesting. I, I dig it because it makes it feel all like one big universe. Right. Um, And I mean, I watch all that shit. So of course it works for me. Of course. (laughs) Um, But, you know, a big question was how are some of these going to characters going to translate to live action? And we've slowly been sort of introduced to that concept with, you know, Ahsoka and Bo-Katan in um, Mandalorian. And now like, basically every main character almost every main character on the good guy side at least is from as a a animated character coming over to live action i think it mostly works pretty well i think everybody does a pretty good job i think Um, so too there were some moments that i felt and listen it could be the classic star wars case of like Harrison Ford says, like, you can type this shit, but you can't say it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or it could just be, you know, I don't know. There was maybe a little stiffness on Hera's part in a couple of scenes. Not, right. au- not, not to an awful degree, and there were some scenes where she was really good, too. Right. I thought the lady that played Sabine was awesome. Yeah, awesome. she was
1: on point. She got yeah. a lot of screen time, but mm-hmm. the relationship between Sabine and Ahsoka is clearly going to figure into this whole series in a major way. Um but they got lucky because the Sabine actress is very good. Yeah. Um and Ahsoka is very good, but she's kind of sullen. Yeah, right. Like, and I I know that's gonna resolve at some point. Right. Uh I'm I'm ready to see that because part of Ahsoka's character it's kind of her positivity, right? That's... Yeah,
0: but we're seeing a very, like, at this point, Ahsoka's been through some shit, bro. And I don't know if that's why know, it's a yeah. bit of a... And, you know, I, I've i been wondering about this, too, and kind of thinking about it. Because, you know, just naturally, in the world of Star Wars animation, everything's exaggerated, right? So it's right. Just, is this just the, the difference in tone between animation and live action.
1: Yeah. Or, Ahsoka as a person versus Ahsoka as like a,
0: a character brought right, to life. Right. So um but I also think it, it it might be a like a specific choice because of all the shit Ahsoka's gone through up to this point, you know?
1: Right. Right. And um, she's kind of been living in isolation quite clearly for a yeah, while. Yeah.
0: And I'll, another thing I'll say is, you know, I think the the epilogue to star wars rebels right Is one of the cooler things they've done in animation i love that kind of shit where it just gives you a glimpse of like how the story continued but it still leaves you with questions right like the very last shot of star wars rebels is ahsoka showing up to pick up sabine right right which you see at the end of the second episode like right and at no point was i sitting there going oh you know what led to this ahsoka tried to train her as a jedi she had her as a jedi apprentice for a little while never even crossed my mind yeah not once so it's cool to see that finally play off pay off and and see what led to it once again putting a whole lot of eggs in that oh you guys have seen Star Wars Rebels basket though. I'll
1: tell you this though Haas, I did not know that about that scene. Like I remember mm-hmm. yeah, you know, Ahsoka picking up I didn't realize it was the exact same scene we got to see yeah. and it didn't make any difference to me. It still held Perfect. weight especially Good. being there in front of her mural and yeah. you know her being ready to go Um, especially it refers it calls back to the line earlier when she's like She's talking to Hera, and she's like, "She's not ready." Mm-hmm. And Hera's like, "Well, how do you know when they're ready?" And Ahsoka's like, "You just know," and so do they. And that was, that was exactly what Sabine said to her. She said, "I'm ready," mm-hmm. and that's when Ahsoka went to get her. You know, so it's very, I don't know, callback, but it, that's exactly what it's referencing.
0: And. So you know the the epilogue to Rebels clearly establishes like all this stuff is post Return of the Jedi. It's after the Empire is defeated, and I don't know why in my dumb brain I was like, so oh, so soon as Return of the Jedi happens, Ahsoka's like, oh shit, let me go get Sabine. Didn't think it would be years later that they, they, you know what I mean, and yeah. uh, So let me ask you this, buddy. And this one hundred percent does not matter but it's been, I can't figure it quite out. So when in the, if we just view the Mandalorian connected shows as their own little timeline, we know it's all part of the bigger story, right? But just Mm -hmm. in the context of that, this show, at least these first two episodes, take place before Mandalorian season three and Book of Boba Fett, right? Right, because it seems like Morgan Asbeth think... gets captured or gets re- uh, re- broken out not too long after she gets captured in Mando season two.
1: Right, or three. No, right. She, no, she's in season two. Right, but she's not released. Is it potentially that she's released in season three, or do they? I don't know. Release her the next episode. Right, you know what I mean. Like I don't know. Um. The thing I think, do you, do you remember the part in Mandalorian where Boba Fett shows up and they, and Grogu sends the message, you know, that someone hears? Yes. Um, uh, That's when Luke Do shows we up. know Luke. that Luke is the one that heard the message? Yes. Or is it? potentially that ahsoka heard the message
0: well ahsoka's who sends them there to to send the message
1: that's right remember
0: like she decides she can't take grogu right in Mm -hmm. her episode but and she's like but go to tython right isn't that the planet they send him to i think so put, put him on the rock and he'll send a message and maybe somebody will answer
1: so uh, the thing I wonder, I was thinking about that moment and I was like, so like theoretically that sends a like a amplified shockwave through mm-hmm. the force in the galaxy or something. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I wonder if we'll see that moment we might. at some point in Ahsoka. We might. Right. Where she's like, oh, Roku just sent his message, you know, like. Or that maybe be... uh,
0: old Balin's skull. I don't know. Bales. I My question is, if that's the case, then the scene in Book of Boba Fett. When Ahsoka is hanging out with Luke Skywalker, is after this as well? Or is that before this?
1: I don't know. That I don't I'm know. I'm so confused. I'm not sure yet. Yeah, I'm
0: not either. But,
1: anyways, that, at some that's point, I think they'll give than... us a reference of time. Probably. <laughs> Maybe. Something did, will happen across, you know. I did the think verse. it was cool
0: that Morgan turned out to be a Night Sister or a former Night Sister. Yeah. So that makes her the first live action night sister we've seen, I guess.
1: Um, um and the interesting thing about her name Morgan, right? Like is that not direct reference to like Morgana, like oh from the Excalibur story? Probably. That's a good
0: call. Will. I didn't she even a think dark about witch. that,
1: which right, yeah. Um or Morgan Le Fay or something. I don't remember her character specifically. Also, um
0: Hu Yang the droid. I thought he was pretty awesome. You know, that's David Tennant, right?
1: I did. I recognized David Tennant's voice off the bat. I figured you um, would because you got an
0: ear for that. You got that silver voice acting ear.
1: I I can pick him up pretty mm-hmm. easy sometimes. Um, I will say this: he is on point. He has the drone, the droid personality delivery. On point. I love the fact that that's like an old Jedi temple tendency droid. The thing that is odd to me is when they when he does his dialogue. There's a second layer of like distortion mm-hmm. that at first I didn't even really pick up, but the more I listen to him talk, it catches my attention, and I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing yet. Like I, I don't gotcha. know if it's distracting or if it's interesting. Because it doesn't detract from David Tennant's performance at all, it's just something I, you notice. It's something I noticed, and it's kind of—I mean—I guess it's distracting because I guess I've only heard it in other droids randomly. Right. Like you kind of—you um, hear that in other droids, but it's only—it's not like dedicated characters.
0: That guy, who who Yang? Also, he's from the Clone Wars. As a Clone oh, Wars. Oh, I did not know that. Also, voiced okay. by David Tennant. So, one, oh, cool. I mean, Hu Yang is, is an easier – they give you all the context you need to know about that boy in the show, mm-hmm. no problem. Oh, he used to help them build lightsabers? Oh, yeah. Cool. He's the Eric Strothers droid? Okay. Yeah. Eric Hu Yang Strothers, got
1: him. Um, you know, I love that he's crazy. got the magnifying glass over his eye, yeah, especially his knowing manifold. that he taught uh, lightsaber construction. Mm-hmm of course you would need an <laughs> optical you know zoom for delicate um you know electronics work now
0: the big thing obviously that stands out to me and it has like ignited my imagination in regards to this series is this whole concept of a completely different galaxy because once again my dumb brain right like at the end of rebels these space whales Ezra and Thrawn just you know hyperspace out of reality and i was like ha ha they must have
1: gone to the unknown
0: regions that's a some stupid- unknown
1: region of a galaxy of this galaxy
0: right uh, that's a term i know from star wars and you could probably hear what this is episode 413 you could probably hear 405 episodes where i talk about oh the unknown regions nah man it's a completely different galaxy that's cool that's fascinating yeah. that's a whole new galaxy to explore ooh What's, what's <laughs> happening over there? I want to know.
1: Uh, yeah, it's compelling. Mm-hmm. It really opens Star Wars up in a way that we haven't before. The fact that okay, so it might not be incredibly common, but clearly there's the technology to hot galaxies. Um. So, and they were pulling cores out of SSDs, super star destroyers. No, solid so state drives. No, I'm just, that's okay. a dumb joke. Just go ahead. Sorry. No, I was like, oh well, I totally mistook Richard? that <laughs> appreciation. I thought I was onto something. Uh, no. But that the the ship that the witch is building—that's fucking cool as hell. Uh, hell yeah! It and looks like
0: a giant a hyperspace ring.
1: Ring. That's what I was gonna say. From the Starfighters, giant hyperspace ring. Oh. Uh, and knowing that it's up. got multiple hyperdrives drives from Superstar Destroyers, sound it just. It sounds awesome. Let
0: me ask you this. Do you think that itself is the ship, or do you think they're going to dock like a big Star Destroyer or something with that?
1: Ooh. You know ooh, what I mean? It's like it's a booster. Like yeah. It's a galaxy is is it a
0: giant booster. hyperspace ring from the prequels for a giant, you know, Star Destroyer or something? I bet it is. Oh. I bet it is. Ooh. Ooh. I think that's a neat idea. I didn't even I think about that till right now.
1: I bet they dock some sort of ship to it and make the jump.
0: Now, I don't, so, you know, obviously in the EU, the in Vong, right? They were from outside of the Star Wars galaxy, right?
1: And there was an explanation that the Force did not work on them because they were outside of the Star Wars galaxy.
0: Or something. There's also a sentient planet, Zanoma Sakat or some shit. It's, it's real goofy. Anyways, Um, no, we don't. But we know
1: that the force works in this other galaxy already, right? Like, I'm assuming. I mean, but isn't that where? Well, well, so is Exegol not in the unknown regions?
0: But that's not in a different galaxy, though. That's in the Star Wars galaxy. This is a completely different galaxy.
1: But I'm saying, like, is the unknown regions that the First Order is fucking around in? Is that a different unknown regions, or is that this one in the other galaxy? I th- no, I think that I think the
0: unknown regions are like the bad side of town in the fucking Star Wars galaxy that we've spent fifty years in or whatever the hell, right? Okay. Then I think this other galaxy is somewhere different. But you're also talking to the dude who, since the <laughs> end of Rebels, was like, ha ha, they went to the unknown regions, and it's a brand new ass galaxy, right? So, I don't take my word on it. I, that's just what I would think, right?
1: I thought it was um, you know, I thought it was uppercase unknown regions. I thought they were the same. You know, what I mean, yeah, I, no, but,
0: I don't yeah. think I don't think they would both be called considered this is a different perdia or whatever they call it, per diem. Whatever. They, remember they were like oh, the path to perdidia or whatever. Well, it was a myth.
1: Oh, um, yeah.
0: Um the child story. Now, <clears throat> so I haven't read all of the Thrawn books, the new ones. I would, uh, And you would think, you know, I'm friends with Rick Villanueva, who is a massive Thrawn fan. King Tom, who is like the cool version of Jocasta new, but with Star Wars books. I could have just, Sal, could have texted any of them and said, hey man, or looked it up on Wikipedia. But there's like a, a race or some, something that Thrawn is... Trying to fight against, called the Grisk, and they might be from outside of the galaxy. They haven't really shown up yet, from what I understand.
1: Oh, um, right. so a little uh, a little bad guy believes he's the good guy, right? He's doing bad things for what right. seems like justifiable reasons. The mm-hmm. quandary, Grisk.
0: All right, let's look. Okay, ready? Let's. I I go to the Wikipedia. The Grisk were a warlike sentient species that lived in the unknown regions. According to Chiss Grand Admiral Thrawn, they should not be underestimated, and if they fled, it would be because they chose to leave the battle. Thrawn believed that the Grisk were such a danger that they posed a threat to both the Chiss ascendancy and the Galactic Empire. The Grisk would enslave the minds and souls of beings, having twisted their desires, fears, memories, and hopes to their will. To be their clients. The Grisk ruled an empire known as the Grisk Hegemony. All right? So they're from the unknown regions. I was about to say is, are they about to bring some... Because they could go for the fucking hat trick of confusing the casual audience of bringing in animation and book stuff. Next thing you know, they're going to throw in a video game reference and then, boy. Hope you... (laughs) hope you like listening to the star wars oh my god star wars podcast some dumbass can explain it to you me um we are those dumbasses that's us speaking of video game references um at the beginning when she was doing her indiana jones stuff to figure out finding the map i don't know if it's that we, you know, just had a new entry in those games. But that shit reminded me of, like, the Jedi Fallen Order, Jedi Survivor games. Big time. It seemed like a video game puzzle. and It did. they're talking about um, the people that left the map were an ancient force-using species that left the galaxy or some shit, right? Isn't that what Morgan says? No, uh, I can't remember. Anyways, like, I want that's fascinating. There's because there's some of that stuff in Jedi Fallen Order and Jedi Survivor. It's the Zephyr, the Mm Zephyr. I don't know, man, but I'm also gonna tell you, Will. I don't know, I want to get your opinion on it. I am even more concerned that Homeboy, uh, in the armor, Merrick. Is going to end up being old fucking Sam Witwer from The Force
1: Unleashed. You think so? The guy start, in the armor that I'm fights Ahsoka. Get, starting
0: to get a little worried about it. They're being I'm cagey about it. Feeling a little these uh, They're being fucking cagey about it. He don't talk too much. Don't get to let Will hear any dialogue, so he could be like, "Dude, that's totally Sam Witwer. Brace yourself." You know, they're being fucking cagey. I don't like that idea. I don't like. I hope they don't do that. Please don't do that. I thought the character was cool otherwise. I'm reserving all my judgment till we find something out about him, you know? Mm-hmm. I also would say when they were fighting, he and Ahsoka were fighting each other while Hera's chasing the hyperdrive core or whatever, mm-hmm. I was real worried at one second that he was going to turn that bad bitch into a fucking helicopter lightsaber. <sighs> I was real worried. I was getting tummy cake. Yeah. I was like, don't do it. Come on, man. Don't do it.
1: He's like, don't you helicopter up to that ship. Don't you do it. Like, I know exactly <laughs> what you were thinking.
0: And uh, I will say the, the move where he threw the saber, and then like a minute later,
1: Ahsoka just casually dodged it. Smooth. Mm-hmm. That was smooth. Yeah. I was hoping she would split it in half on the way back. Yeah, just to take you know, the, just like... the
0: helicopter option out of
1: the, just get out of here. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to teach you a lesson about letting your weapon fly right by me. Um, I'm trying to think of
0: some other things that... Oh, so I'll say this. The scene where Hera's driving the Phantom and they're chasing that and she's having the back and forth with uh, Chopper felt like 100% live-action Rebels. That was the most the show felt like Rebels and the whole thing. And it felt like the best version of Rebels. Like, I really liked that scene.
1: The second Chopper showed up and yeah. started doing his shit, I was like, oh, this is good. Yeah. This is real good. Bruh,
0: and, like, you can, I, I don't know, because in the show, every now and then, because Chopper is kind of like the Star Wars version of Kenny from South Park, right. where, like, he has dialogue, and it's just Dave Filoni covering his mouth at a microphone going, <laughs> but, like, he's yeah. actually saying stuff. You could right. kind of make out most of what he was saying in this.
1: You can. You I can. thought it was
0: I was like, oh that's that's a interesting choice. Where she's like, I didn't go through your stuff, and he's like, Yes, you did. I uh uh-huh. I got a pretty good laugh out of me. Um, but I liked that. I felt like that was like I said, the most rebels part of the two episodes and the best part of rebels. So I thought that was pretty fucking solid. <coughs>
1: um the other part of Rebels that's really good is the bond between Kanan and Ezra, yeah. and I feel like you're going to get to see some more of that between Ahsoka and Sabine. Uh,
0: what'd you think about Ezra's one scene? Now it's just the hologram. What'd
1: you think about that? It was good. Yeah. It was. It was. It wasn't much. You know. Um, did do you see him record that message in Rebels? I was going to ask you.
0: So the, I think that's a different. Rebels message than the one you so in rebels you do get hold on let me see you do get a scene where uh It's not even that he Records a message is I think he's on like comms with them in the last moments before they the the whales fucking take them to a different galaxy um turtle on a pearl oh boy oh boy um. okay okay hold on you want to you want to get caught let's let's check this out okay i got an idea <laughs> we'll, we'll harness technology okay all right here we go oh damn that's loud All right, this is the very final scene with Ezra and Purgles. This will answer everything, Will. And there's Whatever Thrawn. happens next happens to both of us.
2: That's the idea.
3: to be a surprise.
0: Uh-oh. I've seen this scene before. Oh well. <laughs>
1: mhm.
3: Jump into hyperspace. Ezra, Ezra, get out of there right now. That's an order. Hera,
2: I have to see this through to the end.
1: Ezra, please, get out of there. I can't do that.
3: It's up to will be
0: with you always oh bruh it's not even the right fucking scene will fuck me that's
1: certainly not the recording
0: no it was okay i'm an idiot never mind yeah i could cut that out but i'm not gonna
1: no that was a cool scene okay i was gonna ask um i forgot what i was gonna ask All of a sudden, I just blanked on what I was going to ask Was it
0: about whale? Okay, so I will say this. The scene, uh, the recording that they all hear in Rebels ends with him saying something to the effect of, I can't wait to come back home, right? Um, Okay. I don't recall that being in the hologram recording. It feels like it was two different ones, right? So I think he made her a little special mixtape before he went off to a different galaxy. You know what I mean? He he, yeah. he he uh recorded a special podcast for one listener only, which sometimes kind of feels like what we're doing here, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Um oh I bring this all up to say I liked that scene. I thought the the guy seemed fine as Ezra. It's not much to go mm-hmm. on, but boy. That Ezra costume is bright for a television show.
1: Um, Again, are these active, you know, all the costume colors were... Very bright. Fairly bright. Mm -hmm. Even background characters. Um,
0: But, you know, it matches. I mean, you saw it there in that scene I just showed you. That's the outfit he's wearing, right? It is, yeah. Now, obviously, I doubt we come up to him years later whenever he shows up. Which, by the way, I, I have a theory about when that's going to be. Okay, um, I think we'll see Ezra in episode five. Why? Because that's the next one that Dave Filoni d- directs, and then he doesn't direct one for the rest of the season. So uh, I bet you there's something's going to happen. It's either that's going to either be the episode we meet Ezra, or it turns out that motherfucking the Force unleashed Star Killer characters in, the show I hope not did Whitware
1: voice Thrawn in no no
0: the guy who's the guy who's playing Thrawn in the show voiced him Lars Mikkelsen okay 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 he voiced uh, brother to Mads yes he voiced um Darth Maul in Rebels
1: yeah, I knew he did Darth Maul. I thought okay. he did some more people, but I, I think he does. But I think that's like the big one.
0: I don't know. Not a big fan of him. What am I doing, D- hmm. directing an A and E biography on the guy?
1: Not he me. he was in a show I think on FX that was like a port from a British show where like a vampire, a ghost, and a werewolf all live together. And uh, I don't I don't think that did more than one season.
0: Hmm. hmm. Well, go for him, man. Go for you. Uh, man, uh, boy, that better not be him as that. <laughs> character. It really fucking, every time that comes up, it throws a real hiccup in my brain.
1: Is it worse than Cobb Vanth?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I just don't like the guy that plays Cobb Vanth. Cause Kevin Smith has a story about him being a super dick to him. I mean, I think mm-hmm. he's good as Cobb Vanth. And I know like he's one of those dudes that everybody like, they're like, Oh, I love that guy. Cool. and And like, I, I think he's really good. Maybe he was just right. having a bad day when he was on a movie with Kevin Smith, but yeah. it's not like uh, you know. I don't yeah. I don't know, man. Something about Sam Webler. Is you know that scene in um Step Brothers where he's like, There's just something about your face. <laughs> so <laughs> punchable. So punchable. Is there anything I can do about that? Nope. Nope.
1: Nope. Nope. Just your face. Just your face. I just don't like that guy. he's, um, he's big into D and D and I assumed they were going to put him in the movie. He may have been in the movie. Oh, okay. And I just don't know where. Hmm.
0: So what'd you think about the lightsaber fights in this one? We'll, we'll do these and then I'm sure our voicemails and emails are all Ahsoka related. We got, I'm sure. We got time, we ain't got a rush. What'd you think about the the lightsaber fights in Ahsoka?
1: Lightsaber fights were good. They were real good. Uh it's satisfying cuz you get a little mix of both uh fighting beefy droids that yeah. put up a fight and HK droids by the way. HK droids, right? <sighs> I like those.
0: I think those guys are cool.
1: Is that for Hunter Killer?
0: Probably. You know, HK47 is a character in the the uh, yeah, uh, Re- Knights of the Old Republic
1: games. Yeah.
0: He was like the av- uh, original, more homicidal version of K2SO. Yeah.
1: He was smart-mouthed and, and, and he like wanted, you said,
0: homicidal. Loved yeah. killing. Loved, loved him some killing. Man, boy, you know what he liked? He said oil baths and killing. Mm. Um, The fight between Shin and sabine that ends the the first episode i thought was pretty cool and that Mm -hmm. move sabine does when she bends backwards and stuff blocking with the saber slick Mm -hmm. i thought that was pretty slick
1: it is cool um i don't know it is uh the lightsabers look good i was i don't know if the trailer i saw was just janky or whatever but they look better than they did in the trailer yeah and and
0: I doubt it's something we'll get any explanation behind, but I do like that Balin and Shin's lightsabers aren't like the full dark red, like a Sith saber, you know? Right. I think that's a neat touch. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's listen to some, uh, let's listen to some Blue Harvest lo-fi and we'll do voicemails and emails. Oh, yeah. Where, uh, what's uh, this one? Yep, that's the one. Hauls. Damn get it together. Will, I'll pay you $10,000 to come for the weekend and just take a
1: year's worth of foot picks. Dude, easy money. That's easy money. I could, I would do that for no money. <laughs> 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 oh, ready, ready. Yep.
0: To us, he's royalty. King Tom, the king of all time. you, Tom. Help me. Walter, it was Boba. I want you to be different. Tattoo your dick, tattoo your dick. Big ol' kiss on the turkey neck. <laughs> that's a spicy fuck. Hey, how's it going, patrons? Listen, you get, look at, look at what you get, huh? Now that's sick. I'm just gonna put my penis through this hole with my pants. It's gonna be. Yeah. Pause. It says I could be in Star Wars. They could also do a second book of Boba Fett, or not take him out of
1: two of his own. Yes! No! Yes! Yes! <laughs> Easy money. Easy money. No. <laughs> Easy money. Yeah, he went hard to tank. And you know what else? We don't build. We
0: don't build, do <laughs> don't build you don't build.
1: You don't build you we don't build, don't build, don't
0: That's <laughs> New mood. <Sheesh. laughs> Eat the booty like groceries.
1: <laughs> you know who? That's I'm... too good. It's just I, too it's good. fucking rules, man. I can't pry the smile off my face after I hear it. The minute, you, you,
0: like I said the other day, like that part where you go, it's going to be wild. <laughs> I don't know why that makes me laugh every time I hear it. I don't know why. It, it's it's the sound clip and the placement of it
1: in the, the, the song. The Utah Dougie into Kobe. Oh, yeah. That, that's good. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, you know, listening to
0: that <coughs> made me think, Buddy, the one thing that would uh, turn that turn me all around on that inquisitor character being someone special would be if that inquisitor character was Turgle. Oh my goodness. Now then that's something I can get behind.
1: I use the dark side. I use the dark side. <laughs> I'm Turtle a frog. My name's Turgle, and I'm a frog.
0: All right, buddy. Let's uh, let's hear some. Now, this, we're going to start one off that, listen, I'm going to just take a stab in the dark here and, uh, and postulate that I'm pretty sure is not Ahsoka-related because the subject line of the email is tiger piss. So Ooh. I don't, that's probably a, I think that's because I told the story about that Dominican zoo I went to or the,
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's probably, okay, here we go.
2: Hello, Haws and Will, it's Nick again, second time from Mississauga and uh, I just was listening to your recent episode and I wanted to uh, shout out the tiger talk, talk to tiger piss and uh, had a bit of a story Uh-oh. that I might share, a little bit off topic. I mean, pretty off-topic, considering it's Ahsoka week, but feel free to play this whenever. Uh, So I I, I went to college for animal care, and at the end of that time, I got to do a co-op placement at the Toronto Zoo, and I got to work in the Indo-Malayan Pavilion. So on my first day, they took me around, and they were kind of showing me each enclosure and where the animals would stay overnight. Um, if it was required. And I didn't really know what I was walking into the first time they showed me the Sumatran tigers. Whoa. Now, Oz, I don't know if you have this memory from when that tiger pissed, but as I was appro- approaching this room, um, it's like this ancestral thing in me just went off. And I got a whiff of that urine for the first time. And before I even knew what I was going to see, it's like every bone in my body knew that whatever I was smelling came from something that could kill my ass. I was like, it was very, very weird. It was like you could feel goosebumps and your hair raising. Um, And, you know, I got to see them up close and... Uh, I would, in the morning, I would get to go into the enclosure, uh, while they were kind of put away. They had, like, a system of, like, four guillotine doors, basically, for safety reasons, so that staff could go in and, uh, shovel the shit. And, uh, in my case, I got to go in with a big old bucket of meat. And kind of make these little meatballs and hide them all over the enclosure. Enrichment! Sort of as, you know, enrichment. Got them! Um, like, I was always terrified that they would get out. Um, but anyways, I guess... One day I had gone to Subway uh, at the zoo for my lunch. And this was, at the time when I guess straws were still allowed at zoos. I don't know if that's a common thing. They, I know they banned them at ours because people, uh, you know, like stupid fucking people, would take the straws and they would end up in enclosures and it's very dangerous for a lot of animals to choke on, right? Um, so I was just sipping away the bottom of my soda or whatever, and you know that sound it makes. Heading back off my break to the, to the, uh, the pavilion... And not really knowing where I was, because I would take all these back routes, I'm looking over, and all of a sudden I see a set of ears peeking up over this rock. There was uh, two tigers in this enclosure, and uh, this one in particular, this one was fixated on me, and I mean, there was like two layers of fences, obviously, but that motherfucker... He, uh, he waited for his opportunity for me to get as close as I possibly could, and he just went at that cage like crazy. Um, heard that roar up close. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it wasn't as loud as he could roar. It was, you know, like a warning, I'm assuming, and, um, man, if that didn't scare the shit out of me, on top of that year, I not that my first method Um... So, a bit of a random story, but I know you guys always appreciate the kitten talk. Oh, yeah. Kittens of all sizes. And uh, just wanted to share that with you guys because I always love that about it, about the show. And, um, yeah, I'm just pumped for Ahsoka. And can't wait uh, to hear the, the immediate reactions. And, you know, I guess just to close things off, well, is there anything in particular you guys are really hoping for because i know this is kind of obvious and and sort of a common one but for me uh i really want to see them address ahsoka meeting luke and um, memory isn't great so i'm sure you guys already talked about it but um you know i'm assuming the show's going to play with time quite a bit from the trailers and stuff looking at it i'm assuming it's most of the trailers from the first half or maybe just the first two episodes but um, you know, I, I would love to have some time jumps and uh, I would love to see that initial interaction. You know, maybe we don't get it this season because we know, you know, there's been, there was a lot of rumors about Hayden. Um, so, you know, maybe not this season, but maybe next season, uh, but I would love to see it this year. Uh, anyways, uh, peace out guys. And thank you as always for, for all the great content. Take it
1: easy. Man, that tiger story would make me human piss. If that <laughs> happened to
0: Dude, I'm sitting here listening to it and I'm just going, ooh. When when you hear that, it just, ooh, that sounds scary. And and, and I
1: guarantee he's correct that there is something deeply evolutionary in you that when you smell
0: the oh, smell of the that urine part of, of an
1: animal that will kill you, it will set your brain on fire. I knew
0: that part was going to resonate with you. I knew it. Will's like, fuck yeah, it's like a wolf and man. It's like James mm-hmm. Hetfield said.
1: Guaranteed.
0: Um, oof. Two, he saw two ears and then this boy just jumped against the fence. At first I didn't understand and I thought he was walking through the enclosure and was in the enclosure with them. I didn't realize it was when
1: he no, he I, was, was, was outside of the enclosure and he was slurping on the straw when there's no drink left in the bottom making yeah. the, the, the bubbly sound mm-hmm. man the tiger said not today son. You don't, you don't, you do not bring that shit to me. You don't, you bring that, those things are easy for us to choke on.
0: That's why it was mad. They should outlaw straws at the zoo. Hey,
1: hey, you're not supposed
0: to have that. <laughs> hey, you're not supposed to have that. Um, I don't know. They're gonna
1: do something. In this show, I mean, come they're on! They're gonna do. So. I don't know
0: exactly Ahsoka what it is. Ahsoka her
1: own show, and we yeah. know she saw Luke. Yeah, you gotta show me the moment where mm-hmm. Ahsoka has the conversation with Luke about oh, his dad dang. and everything,
0: dude. If if the the last um scene, like the end of the series uh, season stinger of this show, as it cuts to actual Luke and he's off participating in the events of like the truce at Bakura Bacur- or something. And they established that mm-hmm. the Luke and Mandalorian season two and uh book and Boba Fett is Luke. I quit podcasting mm. Chef's kiss, Chef's the kiss. way, the way I called that shot, people will think mm-hmm. people will be like, he works for Lucasfilm. Cause that's, what's going to happen guys. Uh, you know, what actually I want to happen is so in that episode five, They're like, okay, we're going to meet Ezra. We're going to rescue Ezra or find him or whatever, right? And they're like, but first we need to stop by and talk to Luke Skywalker to see if we can convince him to go on the mission. And people are like, oh, shit, crazy, Luke Skywalker. They're going to do him in this episode. And they're on the way to meet Luke. And guess who they run into and distracts them for a whole episode, Will? Yes. turtle? No, Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Boba Fett gets his own Ahsoka episode. Ooh, I'd laugh.
1: <laughs> so hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He shows up to give old Sabine a pat on the back. Oh,
0: they gotta have Boba Fett and Sabine interact at some point. Come on. I want to see that I'm more than. i still think um, the next
1: season of The Mandalorian is gonna have every Mandalorian alive in it which would be Sabine and if if
0: Ben Rao shows up, he could be looking mad mega man, like
1: Mm, Megan, man,
0: Megan, man. Let's listen to our buddy Neil's voicemail.
3: What's up, Oz and Will. This is uh, Neil giving you a call from Chicago, uh, calling it about Ahsoka uh, episode one and two. Um, I really enjoyed, uh, these episodes. I I think while being a little bit slow, um, They kind of have to account for anyone who hasn't watched Rebels, so just kind of getting some background on all the uh, primary characters outside of, you know, Ezra and Zeb, Um, you know, learning where they've been, what they're doing, very important, but again, just a little slow. However, I think one of the most interesting things that they touched on, and I think is going to be a major factor for the shows going forward, is the, you know, the hidden Empire elements within the restructuring of the Republic. Uh, watching like part of a factory basically flip uh, within that scene with Hera and Ahsoka uh, when they're trying to figure out... You know, what's going on with the droids, uh, the HKs specifically? Um, I think that's very interesting. I think that's going to be a huge factor for the movie. Uh, imagine just going to work and your buddy that you know worked across from you all of a sudden just pulls out a blaster and shouts for the Empire. You know, um, you could see like a lot of the galaxy
0: being in turmoil, Live in the south, uh, that's possible. These events to happen. <laughs> so Completely I honest. think that that's that, that uh, angle of the show's going
3: for is is very cool. Uh, I hope they go with. Further with that uh, you know with any further seasons of Mando uh, or Skeleton Crew or whatever uh, but I hope you guys enjoyed it uh, tell me what you think and have a great
0: day you know we didn't even touch on that stuff that is an interesting uh, little element of the show and I I was like they're going to Corellia damn big time in us in this first episode no back yeah, right? what's what you talking about Navarro we're going to Corellia I I thought that was kind of cool. It is cool. I kind of, I'll be honest with you. Like I really liked the scene when they're in there trying to interview the, the guy, right. Who's running the factory. Right. And, um, uh, Harris like, what do you mean? It's classified. I'm a general, like I loved that part. And then the way, just like the first guy gives kind of the side eye. And you're like, oh, Mm -hmm. that guy's a bad guy. And then somebody else looks sideways. And then it's everybody in that control room. (laughs) I thought that was kind of interesting. And yeah, I mean, you have to imagine that will be somewhat of a a focus. Um, You know what? I can't believe not even the last email didn't make me bring up because, dude, the Lothcat is awesome
1: yeah lothcat's
0: great bro sabine's pet lothcat come on are you kidding me that's a good part of this show that could have been the whole season it could have been like a japanese slice of life anime but it's just sabine living in that radio tower with her lothcat and i've been like yeah. this is the best star wars we've ever gotten guys why are you so upset <laughs> 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 Neil had a bit of a follow up voicemail. Let's check that one out.
3: Hey, listen, Will, this quick follow up. Um, after I left my message, I was trying to think like that uh, what that empire element um, within the New Republic, you know, what that kind of that scene felt like to I me. Mean, it, it felt a lot like Captain America the Winter Soldier. Um, you know, you've got Hydra elements basically you know, flipping within major power structures of that, you know, comic book universe. Um, and it seems like that might be, you know, an angle that they're trying to play. So I hope that that's what they're going for. I think that'd be cool. Uh, if they, uh, went that road and, you know, really, um, you're not sure who's loyal to Thrawn and who's not. So I hope they do that. Anyway, have a great day.
0: Hey, um, It does, you know what? It does feel a little bit like uh, Winter Soldier, doesn't it? I didn't make that connection. That's a good call out. That was kind of the Star Wars version of um, that elevator scene. Um, Except it was, you know, Hera and Ahsoka being good cop, bad cop. Trying to, you know, Mass Effect dialogue their way into an answer. Right. All right, so Mama Burkhart. Oh, I have, I have a funny, uh, uh, cute story about my mom. So I was working, I think it was Monday, and my mom sent me a text message and was like, am I reading this correctly that I can watch Ahsoka tomorrow evening instead of Wednesday? Because since the last time we recorded to now, they moved the release date up sort mm-hmm. of last minute they so now all the episodes come out at 8 p.m our time which is real nice that i don't have to stay up until 2 a.m <laughs> to watch a star wars show when it comes out right real nice um and so yeah i was texting her and i was like yeah they moved it up and she goes okay what t-? like my mom was ready for ahsoka she wanted That's to make so sure true. she knew when it was coming out and she has a question she says, "I need to know if the old man and the young girl in the opening scene aren't Jedi. What are they, and what are their names? I never did hear their names. Was that the Jedi Temple where Ahsoka found the map, and then it blew up? Does Ahsoka and Sabine not have their own personal droids? I'm loving it so far. Love Mama B. Um, so the old so Balin is the the older guy, and his apprentice is Shin." They said his name once in the episodes. It was easy enough to, you know, not catch. I feel like they only said it once. I don't think they ever said it. They said, said her it name. when they identified the lightsaber.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then Morgan says it once.
0: Okay. <clears throat> um and I don't know, did they ever say her name? I can't remember. Uh I just
1: know cuz I'm a fucking
0: nerd. I think he may say it once. Maybe
1: he does. There's at a point um, where he, the witch references and she says, send her to Lothal, but uh, so but he, she doesn't use her name. That was a
0: Jedi temple, I'm assuming, Mom, where Ahsoka found the map, but it's not the Jedi temple that you see in the prequels and stuff. A fun little piece of information. The Jedi temple, after the Emperor takes uh, takes over, he turns the Jedi temple into his imperial palace. It's kind of like a, hey, hey, fuck you to the Jedi. Right. You know he totally made that noise, too. Um you Do know some dark
1: Sabine? shit in there.
0: They don't really have their own personal droids. Like Sabine in Rebels, she was part of the Rebels crew and family. So, like, you know, they all had Chopper to hang out with.
1: I'm going to say, Chopper is her droid, and then... Well, no, he's, is
0: he's Hera's droid. Oh, yeah. But uh, Sabine are... hangs out with him a lot in Rebels. Oh,
1: Sabine. Yeah, does yeah, Sabine. Um,
0: and I guess, I mean, I guess you could kind of consider Ahsoka, uh, uh, like, you know, she's hanging out with Hu Yang.
1: Yeah. I but, don't know if it's her personal droid, but it's sure like... That
0: like I'm going to end up, I uh, they gave, they how am I supposed to, uh, my marble mouth ass get through Hu Yang every week? It's just I I know it's not gonna end up sound. I'm probably not pronouncing it right now. Who? (laughs) The droid. Who Yang? Oh, who? Who Yang? Who Yang? Right? Isn't that the name of the droid? Yeah. Who? Who Yang? Okay. Are you fucking with me, Will? (laughs) Bro, that's some real fucking (laughs) silly goose ass (laughs) behavior.
1: I'm sorry i couldn't help it bro you, you left uh, me we were wide open. i
0: was just staring <laughs> slack outside. jawed ahead like what is going on do i smell burnt I toast I am i having a stroke oh you got me good buddy that was a little payback for all them crippled ghosts it might be good it one be. buddy respect <laughs> this uh we got an email from florian hey halls and will i have to say i'm really impressed with these two ahsoka episodes The attention to detail along with the effects were remarkable for a TV show. It's evident that they're investing a lot of effort into making this show visually stunning. He's true. These episodes did look pretty good, I thought. Um, Sometimes it's still very easy to tell when they're shooting on the volume, and sometimes it's not. Like, it's getting harder to tell. The spaceship stuff, though, in these episodes was all really good very yeah, good absolutely the story so- itself was well crafted and we can we talk about the twist with Ezra discovering that he's likely in a different galaxy was completely unexpected it's a move that expands the star wars universe in a way that's both intriguing and exciting suddenly the possibilities feel limitless again and i'm eagerly anticipating how they delve into this new realm but that's not the only thing that caught my attention. Certain scenes make me think of the Bechdel. Uh, I knew I wouldn't. Bechdel Bec- test. Bec- Bechdel test. The Is Bechtel that how you say test. it? Yeah. Two or three women engaging in a conversation that isn't about a man. Awesome. Or does it count because they are from different species? Hmm? Buddy, I don't know. Bruh, that's for someone smarter than me, man. You're when, talking about the guy that just got in a who-yang-bit in a, in a, in a discussion? Well, mm-hmm. Will. Who? Oh, and one more thing. When Sabine asked Ahsoka if she doesn't get tired of moving around, Ahsoka responds that she's going where she's needed. Well, perhaps she'll be needed in the other galaxy, and the show concludes with her deciding to stay there. It's a potential way to remove her from major canon stories without the necessity for her character to meet a tragic end oh if there's a way Dave Filoni will find a way Ah, Ahsoka will never die ever they will be making um Star Wars movies once we are dust in the wind and 800 year old Ahsoka is going to be there because of some contract with the devil that Dave Filoni
1: made she went to the Undying Lands, and yeah. now she exists in the world oh, between worlds. Bro.
0: Oh my God, bro! If that you just figured it out, Dave Filoni is such a Lord of the Rings nerd. That's exactly what they're gonna do. There's
1: a There's a Star Wars Undying Land yep. somewhere.
0: They're gonna send her off with Bilbo <laughs> and Frodo. <laughs> and later, and Sam. She's gonna be looking at their
1: sad, longing eyes for all of eternity. Uh huh.
0: Eventually, Sam is like, "Hey, Rosie and my kids, it's been great. I gotta go hop a boat and hang out with Frodo. That'll be um, Ezra. That's what that'll that'll be what he does eventually.
1: Knowingly smile, cry at each other.
0: Um. By the way, isn't this AI-generated voicemail that sounds like Hall's pretty impressive? I mean, to, oh, he, now he's trying to do a bit. Uh-uh.
1: Oh, man, somebody fed your voice to the Uh-uh, bit me once. Algorithm.
0: Bit me once, shame on you. Bit me twice, mm-mm, shame on me. I'm not falling <laughs> for that. Anyways, keep up the great work, and the may, may the force be with you both. Yeah, they're definitely, I think <coughs> we figured it out. Uh, Ahsoka goes to the undying, the Star Wars undying lands. Probably, you know, at the end of the Dave Filoni movie, right? And then, <laughs> then she's just in their back pocket. They can anytime they'd be like, "Ah, oh, shit, we sure need some help."
1: Ahsoka can show up, send a message to the galaxy far, far away. Oh,
0: you there. know one thing though. I, I told, I can't believe I totally forgot to bring this up. It does. I do have a theory, though, and this is not a bit for once. Mm -hmm. So you know how that Star Wars Skeleton Crew show is about some kids getting lost in the galaxy and trying to get back home? Do you think they're going to be in this new—that that's where they're headed?
1: Honestly, I hope this new galaxy doesn't play into a whole lot more than Ahsoka. Oh, buddy. I don't know Because the more galaxies you add Someone's going to want to add our galaxy
0: Oh well pff, I'll be dead before they get that far <laughs> That's <laughs> fine Yeah, Y'all do the whole Oh now they discover
1: Earth thing A fucking Millennium Falcon flying through New York City skyline
0: No cause it was a long Well I guess it could catch up I
1: was about to say it was a long, long time t- It ago. takes light a long time to
0: travel Oh shit fuck me yeah, I'll be dead before they do that. Good. That's fine. That's fine. You guys do whatever y'all want. Uh, hopefully it's a while from now, but it's gonna take them a while before they're they're like, um, can we do an episode like Star Trek four where they go to San Francisco and talk to whales?
1: And I just don't want it to be like galaxy hopping the way it's not. I mean, this is Star Trek. Is, I don't you know, I don't think it, planet systems.
0: I don't think that's gonna be The case, I think it's adding a new one, and I think we're gonna see it. The fact that 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 whole, (laughs) because clearly something about being there uh, makes it tough to come back. Right, Thrawn. If he could have come back, he would have. You have to assume same thing Mm -hmm. with Ezra. The whole idea that the that whole skeleton crew thing is about a ship getting lost and not being able to get back. Like, why can't it get back home if it's just in the Star Wars galaxy?
1: If it's damaged in some way it could be it could be well, or if it's another thing different is like galaxy. they may not have the resources like you are pulling hyperdrive cores from super oh, yeah. superstar star destroyers right. to build this thing i can imagine not having the time to pull together multiple hyperdrive cores mm-hmm. like even if you did figure it out wherever thrawn and ezra are at the two of them would have to work together to get back I don't think oh, that's going to happen. I don't think happen. that's happening. I mean, they jump together. Throng, he, he's on a ship full of stormtroopers. Will, he's wait a, a second. Hold up. Prisoner.
0: What if it's already our galaxy, though? What if this galaxy they go to is ours?
1: Oh, my goodness. You made me oh paranoid
0: goodness. about this. There's no I'm way. sorry. There's I'm no sorry. way. There's no way. There's no way. That's not going <laughs> to. It was stupid for me even to say that. There's no way. <laughs> oh, oof. I just there, voiced my own... There could be. Inter- could be. Nah. Could be. I think if they're establishing a new galaxy, I think we are going to see it. I think that's the payoff, right? And I think, uh, what better way to give you a little tour of this new galaxy than having old Jude Law around along for the ride, huh? or mark hamill <laughs> or dh <laughs> mark <actual> hamill <laughs> oh lord i think it's fascinating i it whew. please don't be the Uzam Vaughn.
1: i would rather not, it man.
0: be the Uzam i because i could come around you know what I mean? I could get in the. I'd be like, "All right, so we're turning the clock back to 1999, Vector Prime." All right, what's this mean? Well, new metal super popular, so we're back in the cool kids club, baby. <laughs> you know what I
1: mean? Yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. I mean, I I instant once once we opened up this new galaxy, I was like, "Oh well, I guess this is where." Palpatine could slink off to to create another empire to come oh, back no no or, no, or no, I'm like no, oh well, I no. guess I know exactly where well, the enemy for the next movie is coming now from now that, no. will that uh, now I know where the will, Jedi Prime story the will. ancient Jedi story is happening probably in that other galaxy you might be there's a good chance you're right about at
0: least one of those you know what I mean there's mm-hmm. a very good chance that you're right that either that Jedi will find out that the planet where they first harnessed the Force was in this other galaxy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or. And
1: their exploration eventually brought them to this one.
0: Or, you know, 30, 40 years after the Mando stuff, somehow some enemies from that galaxy, you know, come over, and that's what kicks off the, like, Ray movie right right any of exactly. that, I, I guarantee you will you're right about one of those one of those is going to be the case for sure
1: <laughs> for sure
0: but this is the other thing if it's a different galaxy then what sets it apart from the it's just going to be other planets with weird alien guys I was about right? to say it's going to be so a what's different
1: it? set of aliens or they're gonna it's gonna be something weird like that's what telepathic- i'm saying. Or they're mm. gaseous, or Ooh. they're aquatic and in big bubbles, or some shit like.
0: Well, there's gonna if it's a whole galaxy, there's gonna probably be a bunch of All different kinds and, of different right? species. But yeah. what? The, but what do you do to make it feel different and special? You you know I what I mean? They're like building yeah, up this um, other galaxy. Unless what's doing in that other galaxy?
1: Unless there's something parallel to the force. You know, like, if there is a, a, a you know, an, another force. I know that sounds oh. ridiculous. If there is another, uh, like, oh accessible the power. The Force 2.0? Psychic, you know. yeah, you know, you know, you know, uh, Psionics, I guess, is the word I was looking for. Hmm. Mind powers, but not the Force, you know.
0: Will, what if they go there? And all the alien races are like the Greys, the Reptilians, the Nords, like all those different type of aliens that they talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Straight, straight cheese dick. (laughs) Will's like, don't you do that. Don't you bring the Greys. Don't do that. Don't you do that to me. (laughs) <laughs> they can stay in my
1: nightmares exactly where they are
0: oh dude they show up and you know what it'll be they're gonna show up and it's like 1950s sci-fi like people in in, in the new galaxy yeah it's gonna be like people oh. with rocket boots <laughs> and fucking big antennas and space helmets mm, that are just like a big nice. fishbowl on their helmet you know yeah zapper guns and shit that's what they're gonna show oh,
1: up. oh shit or there's some fucking cataclysm in that galaxy and it's fucking every planet is like fucking mad max oh lord oh lord post-apocalyptic galaxy there was a giant gamma ray explosion that set off every black hole what if though just
0: hear me out it's the planet of the apes Galaxy.
1: The Planet of the Apes. They galaxy. show up
0: and it's our galaxy, but it's Planet of the Apes timeline galaxy. So like Andy Serkis is there as Caesar and shit. It's like a, it's a big uh, Star Wars versus Planet of the Apes crossover event that they're leading to.
1: Apes strong. That's
0: galaxy. our end game. That's our end game. Watching Caesar get doo-doo stomped by Black Kersantan. <laughs> the big wookie from book of boba fett and boba fett's there because disney owns that now disney owns planet of the apes that's the answer
1: does it really mm-hmm.
0: crossover time
1: crossover. all right that's got to be
0: the end of the episode she
1: our empire fuck around with the x-men oh my god well i like that way better show up in the fucking x-men galaxy
0: yep they they she our empire get to see uh de-aged mark hamill flying around in the x-jet hanging out with colossus (laughs) oh god so we'll see you guys next week um (laughs) if you like our theme song please be sure to follow Check out the band that provided the music They're Stoned Cobra You can find them on iTunes, Spotify And at stonecobra.bandcamp.com Check out the High Potion podcast Uh, This What day will it be on? It's the last Monday in August So August 28th That Monday uh, We have our buddy Michael Pappas On the episode of High Potion And it's, it's pretty good I'll just say that Mike was uh, he was in rare form it was a good time excellent uh, and yeah that's about it um, leave us a review or whatever we'll see you guys next week um, where I, I'm pretty sure we'll probably just be talking about so, okay, episode 3 but who knows odds are never tell me the odds that's a—that's what they say in those movies right <laughs> uh, anyways uh, this has been Blue Harvest and I'm Halls Burkhart and I will Wooden. May the force be with you. May the force be with all of you.
3: May the force be with us.